Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 125 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Mark chapter 8. Jesus has pity and sympathy for the people who had been with him listening to his preaching, and I imagine receiving healing for three days. He saw their need. I always love reading about him feeding thousands with just seven loaves of bread and a few small fish because it shows his great love for the people. He saw their need, their physical needs, as well as their spiritual needs, and he tended to both. The Lord sees our needs too, and he is all about coming to our aid, just as he did 2,000 years ago. This story shows us the power of thanksgiving. He took what he had and gave thanks to the Lord, and it was enough, even though it looked like it was lacking by about 3,997 fish, the Lord blessed it, and it was enough. Let us not take inventory of what we don't have, but be thankful for what we do have, because God will make it enough. The one group he didn't have time for was the Pharisees. They wanted a sign and he said, no, it is important to note that there are those we should give our time and attention to and there are those we shouldn't. In fact, just after he left them, he told his disciples to be wary of the Pharisees, be wary of the leaven of the Pharisees. They thought he was literally talking about bread. And when Jesus saw this, he asked them about their lack of understanding, which was caused by hard hearts. Let us pray for the wisdom and discernment to know who we should spend our time with, and who we shouldn't. Let us also pray the Lord keeps our hearts soft so we will hear, understand, and obey him. Let's see what the author of Hebrews writes in chapter 10. He offers much encouragement. He writes about the sacrifices we read about in the Old Testament and how they cannot atone for sin, not truly, or they wouldn't need to keep repeating them year after year. But Jesus' sacrifice is good for all time. Verse 14 says, for by a single offering, he has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. This verse gives me so much comfort. Most of us experience days when we wonder if we are truly saved from our sins and not just saved from our sins, but made holy by the blood of Jesus, especially when we don't feel holy. This is one of the reasons I need to stay in the word continually. My faith is strengthened as I read about the one who died to save me. May you be encouraged today and every day as you read the word as well. Verse 22 encourages us to draw near to the Lord, lean into the Lord and into our faith, to have our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with water. Then the writer tells us to seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure and faithful to his word. Yes, let us seize hope in God today. We cannot let the enemy dissuade us and put thoughts of questioning in our faith and hope in Christ. For Christ made the final sacrifice for our sins to consecrate and make us holy unto God. There is nothing more wonderful and joyous than this. Nothing, my friend. May the joy of the Lord be in your heart today. The author of Hebrews goes on to say that if we continue to sin after having known and received the sacrifice for our sins, then there is nothing left to atone for our sins. Although we will never be perfect and sin will always be knocking on our door, if we humbly attempt to do what is the perfect will of God, we will be forgiven. 
However, if we blatantly go against his will, we grieve the Holy Spirit and then have to accept the wrath of God. Verse 35 says, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries great and glorious compensation of reward. Let us pray for the strength we need to follow God and continue in our faith in him until our time on earth is done. We are meant to be saved and united with the Lord for eternity. Let's see what's happening in 1 Samuel chapter 17. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It is the story of David and Goliath. David's actions are always to show the glory of God. The Philistines were fighting with the Israelites when a giant Philistine offered a challenge. He challenged the Israelites to send anyone to him to fight. And if he won, then they would have to serve the Philistines. But if he lost, then the Philistines would serve the Israelites. David wasn't even in the battle. His three older brothers were, though, and David's father sent him to the battleground to bring his brothers some food and really to check up on them. Like any parent would have been afraid for their sons in battle, Jesse was afraid for his. He wanted to know they were okay. Interestingly, like most brothers, the little brother was a bother to them. And when David asked those around him what was happening, his brother accused him of evil in his heart. In verse 29, David said, what have I done now? Was it not a harmless question? This is so typical of brotherly love interaction. When David heard the giant's challenge, he rose to it, not because he thought he could win, but because he knew God to be his deliverer. In verse 32, David tells Saul, let no man's heart fail because of this Philistine. Your servant will go out and fight with him. David said he would do this because this giant defied the armies of the living God. The Lord delivered him from the bear and the lion. He, he would deliver him from this giant as well, all for the glory of God. He tried to don Saul's armor, but found it of no use because he wasn't accustomed to fighting with it on. He approached the giant with nothing but a slingshot and five stones, and he only used one. David approached the jeering Philistine and told him he came to him in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 37 says, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves, not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Yes, my friend, the battle is the Lord's. May our faith be strengthened as we read this story and know the battle is the Lord's. Of course, the Lord prevailed and the Philistine was killed. The Philistines ran for their lives and many lost them. Saul watched this adolescent smite the giant and started making inquiries into whose son David was. In chapter 18, we read about Saul's son, Jonathan, and David becoming very close. Saul sent David to war and put him in charge of many men. Of course, the women were pining after David, which started setting Saul against him. He became jealous of David, which continued until the end of Saul's life. We see some initial attempts on David's life by Saul, and we read that Saul was afraid of David because he knew God was with him and that God had left Saul. David continued to act wisely in the ways of war as he was guided by the Lord. Saul gifted David his daughter, Michael, for his wife, thinking she would be a snare to him and he would be distracted in battle. Then Saul sent him out to war, hoping the Philistines would eventually kill him. In fact, Saul gave him a challenge. The challenge was accepted and met, and David's skill in battle only grew. However, so did the enmity between Saul and David. Psalm 125 is another psalm of ascent, sang on the steps as they led to the temple. The first two verses are verses we can stand on today. Those who trust in, lean on, and confidently hope in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abides and stands fast forever. Let our trust and hope in the Lord be strengthened today and every day. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from this time forth and forever. 
Let us know the Lord is protecting us as well. His strength and power are greater than anything and anyone, and he is round about us today. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. May our hearts be strengthened today as we read about David and the way he glorified you in all that he did. Father, we ask that you grant us more faith and trust in you. May we know you fight our battles for us. Help us give all the glory to you as David did. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.